You are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Park the sound at your favorite Tar Heel voice. Welcome to Locked On Tar Heels. As always, it's a great day to be a Tar Heel. I'm your host, Candace Cooper. Happy to have you rock with me today. Do yourself a favor. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast from anywhere. You can also join the fun via Twitter by following at Locked On Heels or me personally at Candace D. Cooper. So here's what I have on tap for you today. We're going to give a Duke-UNC game overview. What are we going to talk about? What do they need to do in order to win this game? Duke's defense. Let's talk about how that will bring Sam Howell trouble. And finally, our five key observations that we drop every Friday heading into Saturday's game. Let's talk about what five things that we need to see from our Tar Heels in order to be victorious on the weekend. All right, so let's jump right into it, shall we? UNC-Duke, Saturday at noon. Carolina will head to Wallace Wade Stadium to face the Blue Devils. You can tune in on ESPN2. And I'm just curious, do y'all have regular cable? Because I've been using Hulu Live TV, and it gets frustrating at times when I'm live tweeting because there's a delay. So I can see all the Carolina fans' reactions, and I'm like, yay, or oh boy, what did we do? Especially defense, what did they do now? So let me know what you guys use and what you prefer, and maybe you know we can all get together as we live tweet this weekend at Candice D. Cooper. Let me know your thoughts throughout the game. Should we be running the ball more? Should we be tackling, wrapping people up, all that good stuff? I love to crack jokes. Take myself not too seriously because at the end of the day, it's all in good fun. Now, Carolina is looking to keep the victory bell after last year's exciting matchup between the two teams since being ranked number five in the country leading into the Florida State game UNC has lost two of three and dropped completely out of the top 25. If UNC proves victorious over the Blue Devils it would mark its second road win of the season. So Carolina has struggled with teams who are under 500 and obviously they haven't played up to who they are when it comes to teams that clearly just need a boost of confidence. So what we need to go into Saturday, I'm feeling like Carolina cannot play lightly with the Blue Devils because as we mentioned, it seems like a broken record. Every time you hear Mac Brown and his presser, their record doesn't show who the team really is or not reflective. And that's very true. A lot of teams this season have obviously had to play conference-only matchups, and they haven't gotten the opportunity to play, you know, some non-conference games to get their schemes under their belt or, you know, fine-tune some things with their offense or defense or special teams, really special teams, because that's where a lot of games are won and lost. So these teams' uh, records are not reflective of how they truly are as a unit. But the Blue Devils are no different. They are 2-5 and five on the season, 1-5 and five in the ACC, and are 2-1 and one in their last three games with a 14-point victory over Syracuse and 11-point loss to NC State and a dominant 34-point win over Charlotte. They are tied for last in the conference along with Louisville and Syracuse. Now, I think that NC State loss could have gone either way, had you know some couple, couple plays that just didn't go. Duke's way, but they were certainly in that matchup as well. So when it all boils down to it, I really want to know how y'all are feeling about the heels. Do you think that they're going to be able to get it done? Because truthfully, I'm on the fence. (laughs) Normally, I would be like, yes, this is going to be a dominant game. Carolina is going to step up like they do when they play, you know, teams that they know aren't good. 
But as we all see from time and time again, I'm glad it's not a night game. That's for one sure. If it was a 7 p.m. game, I honestly might not pick the heels. <laughs> I truly might not give them the opportunity. They are minus 10.5 favorite. They are 75% chance to win, mentioned yesterday. And, you know, the spread is what it is. But at the end of the day, Carolina's been favored to win out every single game damn near, and they haven't come up uh, as still they're not undefeated. So what are we going to do? I feel like, <sighs> I don't know. I'm just, I'm on the fence. I, I want to know what you guys think at Locked on Heels or at Candace D. Cooper. Do you think the Tar Heels are going to come through on Saturday? And what do you think they're going to need to do in order to make that happen? That's going to be the true conversation. Are you going to get frustrated when, you know, the high-flying offense puts up 41 points and still doesn't come out victorious. Are we just looking for the defense to just do bare minimum, right? Are we looking for our defense to just be able to wrap some guys up to make some good tackles? Or do you want them to take it a step further in order to be an elite team? <laughs> and I don't know, get some points off of offensive mistakes from the Blue Devils, which I think honestly what we need to do I want to see some interceptions I want to see some pick sixes with these interceptions not just pick twos let's upgrade here I want to see some tackles for losses and I think that'll be a great opportunity for these Tar Heels to get it done and truthfully it's a test you know how are you going to handle being emotionally involved into a game and but still stepping up anyway not getting down on yourselves and not letting Duke run all over you so we're going to take a look at Duke's defense and how they feel they can bring it to the heels and Sam Howell on Saturday next on Locked on Tar Heels. Do you ever feel like you're always on? I mean, same. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Sometimes I just need to celebrate responsibly. That's when I reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies, perfect for a moment to unwind. It doesn't matter what team or sport is playing, Coors Light from Coors Brewing Company, Golden Colorado, is the official beer of watching any sport or team just to drink. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind, so when you need to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. Make sure you download, subscribe to Locked on Tar Heels podcast from anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can leave a review. You can leave five stars, all of that good stuff. You can follow on Twitter at Locked on Heels or me personally at Candace D. Cooper. So now we're looking at UNC going up against Duke on Saturday at noon. Duke's defense is going to do the damn thing against Sam Howell. And I am just a little bit nervous. I just don't know how it's going to go. The 34th most efficient unit in the country is what Duke looks like. The defense is led by defensive ends Victor DiMukeji and Chris Rumpf II. Rumpf is tied for second in the ACC with 9.5 tackles for loss, and DiMukeji is right behind him with 8.5, which is tied for seventh in the conference. Both edge defenders have 7.5 sacks this season. No other defender in the country has more sacks than Rumpf and DiMukeji. Let's take a minute. (laughs) Let's take a minute and reflect on that. No other defender in the country has more sacks than Rump and Demukeji. And as we've all seen, especially last Saturday against the Cavaliers, UNC had some trouble again protecting Sam Howell. UNC has allowed 19 sacks this season, 11th in the ACC, with 12 of those happening in just the last three games. Duke has 14 sacks in the last three that they participated in. So Carolina is 
is going to have to figure out. I understand we want to have a patient pocket, but you can't leave Sam back there all day. And I know Sam is good for hanging around, trying to find the big play. But if it's not there, check down. Listen, throw it to Michael, throw it to Javante, and let them get busy. Don't stick around waiting for Daz and Diami to try and throw these deep balls if they're just not there. Don't take a sack. Throw it away. I think that's still a youthful mistake that Sam is outgrowing. But you can see on the sidelines, that's not a coaching thing. That's literally trying to tell Sam, hey, if it's not there, it's not there. Live to see another play. And so that's what I'm hoping has been poured into Sam for this weekend as he travels down 15501. He is gearing up in his mind to say, listen, if it's not there, I'm not going to force it. You know, like a ponytail, if it's just not there, if it's a pigtail, just let it go. Let it breathe. Let that little hair, let that uh, short hair flow. Don't, don't force a ponytail that's not there. So Sam, if I'm, I'm pleading to you, don't try and force it. Now, as far as run defense and pass coverage are concerned, David Cutcliffe's team is fifth in the ACC in yards per carry with 3.85 and 11th in yards allowed per pass attempt with 7.5. It's a similar defensive breakdown to UVA, fourth and 15th in the conference. Now, again, I go back to the fact that, yes, UVAs and the FSUs of the world were not on paper going to be up to snuff to UNC of course UNC had the hype being fifth in the country then they were 15th in the country all of that good stuff now we know 2020 is crazy and rankings don't mean a lot but still it meant something to the heels obviously to be in the top of the conversation unfortunately they weren't able to back up the effort with which they had you know be a dominant team and we've seen that twice now Um, in these last two performances with losses. So I'm going to need Carolina to just really go out there and dominate. Yes, the state game wasn't a real rivalry. They had the opportunity to dominate, and they did. That was cool, but now they're on the road, and I just need Carolina to step it on up. It is not a night game. You have all morning to get out of your head and just get it done. So I'm hoping that when they travel just 20 minutes down the road, Carolina can wake up, get it done, Get locked and loaded, and we can go out and perform. Now, will the Dukes, will Duke, will the Duke Blue Devils, whoo, it's hard, I'm trying to, it's hard for me to get it out today. As you see, I'm struggling because I just don't know how it's going to go. Will the Blue Dude, mm, come on, Candace, will the Blue Devils stack the box and take away Michael Carter and Javante Williams and rely on Chris Rump and Victor Mukeji to get to Howell, or will they play a more balanced defense? That'll be the questions that we are looking for as we watch the game on Saturday. I think that, you know, when it's all said and done, they're going to try and tax Sam as much as they can, because why not? Why not test the off- offensive line? Why not see if, you know, the guys are going to be able to, you know, stand up when it's all said and done? They're coming for you, and I think they should. That's, that's how they're going to get it done. You're going to have to get Sam out of his rhythm off schedule like coach Cutliffe mentioned in his press conference that's going to be a key component of beating UNC you can't let them get in a rhythm because when they're on a roll they march down fields like it's nobody's business when they have that nice you know count they are not playing around and it's proven time and time again on first drives they score sometimes second and third drives they score it's just what Carolina does. So having to shake them off and having to have them refocus and not be able to, you know, get several yardages on the first and second downs is going to be what the Blue Devils come with. Now, I think UNC will need to lean on its wide receivers and play the Blue De- with the Blue Devils secondary. I think you got to pick on those guys. I think, you know, Daz Newsom's going to have to have another 
a decent game. I think De'Ami Brown's going to have to have a huge game. And his brother, Joffrey Brown, are going to have to have games where, you know, you obviously are going to be high flyers, but we know that protection is going to be there. However, they seem to be able to find that hole and catch that ball when needed. So I'm hoping they have another big game. Sam Howell finds them, but he doesn't. If he can't find them quick, he finds, you know, Garrett and he finds um, Daz and is able to utilize who's ever out there in front of him. So that will be that when it's all said and done. <sighs> I'm trying to take a deep breath all day because I just I still I'm still not convinced two segments in if Carolina is going to be able to beat the Blue Devils. I want to feel good about it, but again, we've had road games where we didn't come out quite on top. It's not a long ass road game, but it's still a road game nonetheless, and you're not feeling comfortable. Carolina seems to dominate when they're in Keenum, but can they dominate on the road. So we're going to end the day with our five key observations that we love to provide on Friday as you head into Saturday's matchup. What do you need to look forward to most as you gear up for the game? Find out next on Locked on Tar Heels. All right, so now we have our priceless gym segment of the day. We have five key observations that we must look to as we hope for Carolina to be victorious on Saturday against the Blue Devils at Wallace Wade Stadium. So here is what the Tar Heels need to do. Number one, the defense must step up, right? We obviously know that they have been the Achilles heel for the Tar Heels this season. It's been one thing to you know to have a high-flying offense, but it doesn't help if they can never catch a break because the defense is always putting them in a awkward position. Position. Now, Chase Bryce is going to give Carolina's defense every opportunity to be successful. Bryce is 11th in the ACC among starting quarterbacks with six yards per attempt, has seven touchdowns to 11 interceptions, which is the most in the ACC, and is completing 55% of his passes. And I say that to say if there was ever a statistic that could lead us to victory, 11 interceptions just might be that, okay? I, I give it up for Bryce. You know, he's trying to improve, but how we all know that it's hard to be a transfer. It's hard to be a transfer in a pandemic. It's hard to be a transfer and try and learn your guys over Zoom. It's different when you can't go out and practice with the guys like normal, but he is making the best of the situation. But hopefully the Carolina Tar Heels can take advantage of it. The Tar Heels have four interceptions on their last two games and could really take advantage of Bryce's inaccuracy on Saturday. I'm praying that. Trey Morrison, I'm looking to you. I hope this is the game where you bounce back after Virginia's little hiccup, you know, with that penalty. I hope this is the game where everyone sees the turnover belt multiple times. Now, when it comes to the run game, that's, you know, is what Duke is going to utilize and capitalize on all game. They are coming off a 274 yard, six touchdown performance on the ground against Charlotte. It had 363 rushing yards against Syracuse three weeks ago. Again, we know the run game is strong. Mateo Durant is going to be there. Deion Jackson, Canada front line create and contain these fellas I hope so I think that if we're going to talk about defense as a whole not only do the secondary need a big game the trenches I mean for God knows we cannot play in the trenches for whatever reason we have been off and I know we've graduated some guys we lost some strong you know guys who are now playing on Sundays however these are this is who we got to the table Chad Surratt Jeremiah Gimmel all of our line linebackers must step up in order to have a great day I want to see it coach Cutliffe hasn't mentioned that you know Carol 
Carolina's defense is very athletic and very fast, and I want to make sure that they blitz all. If they have to blitz all night, I'm for, I'm for it. You know, <laughs> I'm a, I'm for whatever helps Carolina's defense look good. I'm a I'm a defensive girl. I love good tackles. I love good open field tackles. Those are my personal favorite. I just think if you can't make an open field tackle, you have no business being on that side of the ball. But hey, here we are. So defense, I'm looking to you. Number two of our five key observations we can't depend solely on the run game Javante and Michael are doing big things for us they obviously are carrying the team what have you but I think Carolina has to pick on Duke secondaries Sam Howell can't stay in the pocket all day I know we're you know we're pleasantly surprised when we have patient pockets because the O-line's doing his job but you know as we've seen Carolina has dropped (laughs) the ball in that in that regard, and we've seen a lot of Sam Howell getting some pressure, being on his back that he shouldn't have to do. If he releases that ball early, let's get the short distance. Let's get, you know, the ball, the chain moving, and we can just get that done. So, Sam, don't wait. If it's not there, live to see another play. Number three, special teams needs a day. Duke's special teams is 15th most, most efficient in the country. Duke had Three of its blocked punts come in the past two games with one against the Wolfpack and two against Charlotte, an area where Carolina definitely can get him up. Specifically, we saw that in the Florida State game. You let Florida State get confident and you let them feel like they were in that game, especially when they were blocking the punts and they were having short field advantage. Now, Carolina will have to utilize their punt return game. I think the guys who are catching the ball, Toe Girls, we need to catch it. <laughs> Make sure we catch that ball. I think Daz Newsome, hey, run it back. Somebody, anybody. I just want one run return once this season. If you give me 20 yards, I'll be happy. If you give me a full, you know, touchdown, I'll be even happier. But I'll just take solid field position, make it a short day, short situation for Sam Howell and company because we know the defense might have some trouble. And so I just want I want the opportunity to rack up as many points as possible. Number four, don't play down to competition. Carolina is good for that. These two teams have split the series the last 10 meetings, five and five. Those wins by Duke come by a combined 23 points. So we know it's going to be close. We know it's going to be a nail biter. We know it's going to come down to final plays. What will Carolina need to do in order to ensure victory? They have to make sure that they don't even give Duke a chance. Period. Like that's just what it boils down to. You can't make Duke feel like they have any opportunity to be in this game. So I'm hoping we truly see a victory because Carolina just mops the floor with it and we're done with that. Final thought and observation number five, don't give Duke confidence. As mentioned, Coach Cutliff talked about Chase Bryce's gaining confidence. He's feeling better about his pocket situation. We talked about how Duke's defense is, you know, racking up tackles for losses and sacks on the year, one after the other. And so they know they have, you know, the infrastructure to be dominant. They just haven't quite picked up you know, the wins necessary. They've made some mental mistakes, made some key errors, can't protect the ball like they should. But I don't, eventually that stops, right? Eventually you're mature enough to be able to hold on to the ball, I, I believe. I think everyone, you know, fixed it. And I think, honestly, most times you try and fix it during rivalry matchups. You know, if there was ever a time to shine, it would certainly be when there's a rivalry matchup coming up. So I am looking for Carolina to just step up in that regard and, Make sure they don't give Duke any sort of feeling like they're in this game and we can move on mightily and we can just go and keep the ball rolling until our next competition because we know November is going to be tough for the heels. So, again, 
Those are my five observations. Broke down the overview of Carolina Duke game Saturday at noon. I look forward to live tweeting it with you guys at Locked on Heels at Candace D. Cooper. It's going to be a great day. I'm excited about it. I'm feeling nervous three segments in, and I still, I don't know. I'm always going to root for the Heels, as you know, but it's going to be a good one. I think Carolina is going to have to play some of their best ball, which they can do, and they have the figures and the talent, but we say that every week. (laughs) Carolina has the talent to dominate every single team that they play on that field, but will they actually utilize said talent? That'll be the question that we look for. So there's that on Carolina's football game, and now we're going to switch over to basketball. Wanted to mention in here as we were talking about Carolina basketball coming up, we are so close to the season starting and obviously people are wanting to know what the heck can they do about going to games and of course we have Bubba Cunningham coming out with a statement writing a letter to Carolina faithful that fan capacity at the Smith Center in Carmichael Arena will be reduced this season. Although the state of North Carolina is currently allowing universities across the state with large capacity outdoor stadiums to have up to 7% capacity for games, that UNC is awaiting an update for capacity allowances at indoor venues. Similar to football procedures, the first priority will be allowing members of student athletes and coaches into arenas. If increased capacity is allowed, they will then work on to include Carolina fans as much as possible, including students, Rams club members, faculty and staff, and corporate sponsors. Carolina athletics will not distribute tickets in a season ticket format this season. There will be reduced capacity, meaning that ticket availability and seat locations will be changed for fans at the Smith Center and Carmichael Arena to accommodate physical distancing. As a result, an online request system will be used to offer all ticket opportunities in 2020 and 2021. The ticket office will send information about how to request tickets as soon as they receive capacity guidance. Rams Club Priority will continue to drive access and seat assignments, and the decision to purchase individual tickets in 2021 will not affect season ticket priority in 2021 and 2022. So if you're a Rams Club member, is ever ever a time to join the Rams Club? It seems to be now. Finally, all tickets will move to a mobile digital platform this season. By using, by using digital ticketing exclusively, Carolina can offer contact-free entry to home games and accommodate the necessary quick turnaround for ticket distribution. Now, obviously, we know that they want as many fans as possible, but the reality is we're trying to keep everybody safe, right? Safety for the student-athletes, the coaches, and what have you. And as we all have seen in videos and clips on Twitter and Instagram, Coach Roy wearing a mask and I'm sure all the other coaches are wearing masks as well and you've seen volleyball games where the student athletes are wearing masks during games and trying to figure out just how to operate everyone is very fluid this is the season of fluidity so everyone has to just be patient and I'm sure you know as much as we love being in arenas we also know that being safe has to be the number one priority because we love our student athletes we want to make sure that they are able to compete for us and so I I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see but I a handful of fans this season when it comes to Carolina basketball for both men and women would rightfully so right until we figure out what the heck's going on until there's even remotely a vaccine possible until we figure out you know where we're going as a country I don't see anything changing much anytime soon which is fine by me I'm totally comfortable on the inside I love talking to you guys remotely we can all we can have a zoom party if we like you know at locked on heels or locked on Tar Heels podcast zoom party we can just talk about the heels reminisce on the old days 
days, talk about the good days and what we're expecting from Carolina basketball season. As we know, it is hoping to be a better season than it was in the past. We've spoken to Armando Baycott. We've spoken to, you know, the media or the media has spoken to a lot of the young guys who are just really excited about the opportunity to change things around for the Tar Heels. And again, Coach Williams said he's harping on change and he does not want to see things of the past, especially from his veteran guys and the leadership looks different. Garrison Brooks has obviously already had a great start to his season as he's on the Carl Malone Awards watch list. And I'm just hoping that he remains one of the bigs that does not take, you know, this season for granted. However long we can have it, you know, we keep the ball rolling and we're able to capitalize on a good season. As I as you all know, I went on the limb and said that Carolina football was going to be an 11-0. And I'm not going to say that Carolina basketball is going to be undefeated, but I am going to give them high marks because I just feel like, why not? You got to shoot your shot. So if you know where Carolina basketball or you think you can predict once we get our schedule out, where do you think Carolina basketball is going to land? I would love to hear from you at Locked on Heels or me personally at Candace e. Cooper. Let's talk about it. Let's make sure we have the conversation and figure out just how we're going to do for this season. But that's all I have for you today, guys. Make sure you stay smart, stay safe out there, wear your mask, and you know, truly just enjoy the weekend, the beautiful weather. As we all know, North Carolina is always beautiful in the fall, so let's enjoy it before we get to those chilly winter <laughs> temperatures. So have a great weekend, and as always, go Heels.